Welcome to episode 69 of the Luke Winstall Show. Today I'm joined by Kowasi Reeves Jr., shooting guard from Westside High in Georgia. A four-star Florida commit, the number 34 recruit nationally according to Rivals.com. Kowasi, thank you for joining me. How are you doing today? I'm doing good today. How about you? Doing really well. Thank you. I'm excited to talk to you. First off, you've recently committed to Florida. Why? Why'd you pick Florida? People just automatically thought that I, that's where I was going just because they were the first to, uh, to show interest in me and see my potential. But it wasn't that easy. I mean, I had to go through the process like everyone else does of figuring out is that the place where I see myself going and being happy. So factors like that played in it and as well also just their overall Staying, staying with what they uh, what they what they said. My ninth grade year, they were going to recruit me the same way as other schools were, and they just kept their word, and they that's what what uh, ultimately made my decision for me. Definitely. So, why did you pick to commit now, or actually a couple of weeks ago, and you did commit? Why did you decide then instead of waiting until summer or senior year or later on? Uh, because um. I find it funny people, a lot of people say that's early, but for me, it's, it's like, how is, I, my mindset is, how is that early when, uh, first off, COVID-19 is going on, and basically, I'm a senior already. <laughs> that's how I get the situation, like, I, I'm i going, when, when I go back into enrolling school, I'm going to be a senior in high school, so I didn't look at it like it was early, I thought it was the right time, and, and when, if you know, if you know, you just know, I mean. That's just, just how I went into that. For anyone that's listening that hasn't gotten to see you play or watch your film, how would you describe your game and who would you compare it to? I would describe my game as a, a shooter. I make, uh, think I have a good a good shot-making ability. And also on the defensive end, I take pride in defense and stopping people. So I would say like a two-way two-way shooter that I need to work on like my ball handling and stuff like that but that would be a good description of my game okay I was reading Sports Illustrated in one of their online articles they wrote about you they compared your game to Russell Westbrook do you see that as accurate no (laughs) (laughs) is there any guy in the NBA or in college or current or former player that you think your game is similar to or you take after I like. I think my game is me. Um, personally, I think my game is similar to like a, a like a Sean Elliott or a, a, a Grant Hill or games like that. Cause I, I I don't I can't I have the ability to facilitate, but I don't, I don't facilitate that well. That's why I, I don't see my game is similar to a Westbrook. And he's really not a shooter, and I am. So that's why that's where the contrast comes in. That on that. Okay, so for you growing up, did you look at the guys like Reggie Miller and try to be like that or try to take some of what they had and put it in your game, or who'd you watch growing up? Well, growing up, I, I got into, like, Reggie Miller and Grant Hill and all those guys later on, like now and, like, these past couple of years when I really just been going deep into basketball. But early on, I was just watching the current players, and that was around, like, 07, 08. So I, uh, I first – been a little watching NBA basketball. I was watching the Boston Celtics, and I just loved watching Kevin Garnett's intensity on the court. It, it was never really his game that that because his game wasn't that flashy or anything like that. He just competed so hard, and that would always get me just riled up to play. So, 
that's where I really that that's a player or, or really a whole team that I, that I just watched a lot growing up. Definitely, you mentioned that you're a shooter heading into your senior season. You've already got Westside's all-time three-point record, the single-season three-point record. You're an over 1,000-point scorer. We know that you can shoot, but you're also not just a shooter to have the offers and the ranking that you do. What else do you do well? Uh, I think I have, uh, I think my athleticism is, I use my length well. My athleticism with my length uh, to finish over to, over the top of defenders, that I think that, that what stands out a little bit to some coaches. My, my ability to finish over bigger defenders, because I'm not, my frame is not really that wide and big, but I'm but I use I use my list to my advantage. I think that's that's one big part of my game. In terms of your development, you've got a year before you head off to Florida. So what are you working on to try to refine in your senior year? Almost definitely strength because I realize when you get to college, I mean those are those are literally grown men that that's been playing college basketball two to three, even four years now. So they're going to be way more developed and stronger. So I just, I realize that and every day I'm just trying to get better at that. Uh, and with, with still keeping my other parts of my game fine. For sure. Now I want to take it back to a little bit of your story and how things started for you in terms of the recruiting process and getting onto the national scale. First off, when did you first break out on the recruiting radar, and how did that feel for you? Uh, it felt it felt great because uh, that's really that's really a kid's dream once you learn to uh, once you learn what you're playing for, it. and 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 you just you just think about those moments. I mean, while your whole time playing, and then when it happens, it comes and it comes fast. So you just have to take it all in. Was there a moment for you when you realized that you were a national recruit? You were getting a lot of attention. Probably would say it was it was one tournament. Uh, it was at Lake Point. It was Battle for Georgia. And I had a very I had a very good game, and then that's when I think I started to pick up some national notoriety from the national uh, writers and analysts that I saw. I saw like the whole weekend after that. It was just blowing up, and that's when the call and stuff started happening. So I think that would be the time and what year was that for you was it like freshman year sophomore year that was last summer okay freshman year i heard that you played montverde academy when rj barrett was on the team what was that experience like for you uh it was just my first high school game ever i mean i just went into it just 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 playing i mean just playing and compete it really was nothing else because like i really i really didn't Honestly, then I went I went in tune with all of uh, just researching players and knowing about players. I mean, so I really didn't know who none of the guys were on that team. I knew after, but my teammates knew during. I didn't know, so I was just playing, playing hard, and I mean, that's all I could do. But now, of course, I would know. I would know those type of players. Of course, how'd you do in that game? I did well. I, did. I think I scored like nine, ten points maybe. I mean, I competed even though we got uh, beat pretty bad. Well, Florida got on you in the recruiting process early. You mentioned, I think it was your freshman year or 2018 when you got that offer. What did that feel like? Did it surprise you at all? It was kind of a, kind of a, a surprise because I, um, I always thought that uh, those type of things came after you were uh, like, after you had developed into your high school, like not before. So 
just them them seeing the potential of me before it happened. That, that that's like I say, that's another thing. They're like, okay, okay, I could be something here. Just keep working. Definitely. Now, when you look at Florida offering you so early, how big of a factor did that have in you feeling comfortable with committing there? Um, at first, that's all. That's literally like all I was. The only thing I had like to justify me ever even going there. But after after that, I mean, it, it still held a, a big part, but it really it really didn't. After I got built the game relationship. Went on a lot of visits there and just got to know everybody there. I mean, it was, it was just it was on from there. When you talk to coaches, for example, the coaches that were recruiting you at Florida, what did they tell you that they liked about you and your game, and what they thought you could bring to their team? They uh well, one of the co- the coach that recruited me the most uh well not from the beginning, Coach Mincy and Coach Nichols recruited me from the beginning. They were the first to offer and see me, but at the time. Coach Pinkins, who's there now, he was at Texas State recruiting Kayvon, and then he jumped on me, and, and all the all the staff started to jump on me, and they even Coach White involved. So me, when I went down there on a visit and, and just us talking, talking back and forth over the phone, they just telling me how much how much potential I have to be great on the defensive end and play both sides of the ball. And I know if you play both sides of the ball in 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 um basketball in general, you will get a lot of minutes on the floor. Uh, with also having a high motor, and they and they can just see me as a guy like that, and also being a, a, a efficient shooter on the team with uh developing my ball skills. What role do you think you're going to fill on the Florida team when you get there? I think that all comes down to work, work ethic, and and just earning everything you get. Like that's that's one thing that I've been real about myself after all this stuff was over with the recruitment process is the work part. So if you work hard, do what you're supposed to supposed to do, uh, and everything should fall in place and if you if something don't go your way or you're not getting as much time as you get in that that has nothing to do with a coach or anything, that's something internal that you gotta figure out. So I can see myself if I go down there and work, I can see myself getting as many minutes as I want. Definitely. What's the coolest or the most fun thing about being a four-star recruit? Uh, I would say the coolest is probably um, maybe people know more people knowing who you are and you don't know who they are. They are. <laughs> so you go from being locally known to having a national name, or you go to different states and people know you. I think that would be be a, a cool thing. As people that you don't know start to find out who you are and read about you and see highlights, have you had any fun or interesting interactions with the fans or different people? Any fun stories from that? I would probably say the uh, one surprising moment, like the craziest moment I've had, is uh, I was on the visit. I was at Stanford on the visit, um, California, and we were, we, they had a football game that weekend, and it was a guy in the stands. He asked me for my autograph. I'm like, I'm I'm me. I'm a regular person. I'm not no super. I'm a regular guy. No superstar be whatsoever. And this dude asking for my autograph. That was kind of a, like, crazy moment for me. I'm like, what? <laughs> but yeah, that probably would be one of the craziest stories. Was that the first time anyone had asked you for your autograph? Yes, that was the first time. Wow. 
Yeah, I've seen things like with guys like Sharif Cooper this past year playing at McEacher, and there will be lines out the door for him this year. You're big in your town. You're coming into your senior year. Do you ever think about things like that, how people know who you are, you're a top recruit? I mean, I uh, I really don't think about stuff like that. I mean, if it happens, it happens. It don't, it don't. Because, I mean, if you're, if you're an athlete, a high caliber athlete is going to be known anyway. Anyway, so but you can't let that affect affect uh affect your game and stuff like that. So I really don't think about stuff like that. But it is cool. I think cool to have and knowing that a lot of people know your name and who you are. Well, it sounds like you've got a very level head about where you are as your status. But how do you handle the hype and the pressure of being a national prospect heading into your senior season? I just look at it as you know, there's no pressure. I mean, because if, like I said, it all comes down to work. If you know, if you know, like, you know, you've been grinding hard, putting in work, doing things that you know other players are not doing. And when it's time to get, it really, only thing matters to me is when you get in between the lines of the game. And that's the only thing that matters there. So I really don't, I really don't go into anything with, with pressure. Oh, I got to do this. Or, well, I got to show them this. I mean, if you know who you are, you know the work that you've been putting in, everything will fall in place. You talk about doing things that you know other players aren't. What are some of those things that you do to get ahead? I literally do not ever take a day off. Because I think that's vital. Because if you don't take any days off, like, I know that's the same, but if you literally don't take a day off, you do something to get better every single day. There's a high, there's, very high possibility that other players are taking the day off. And that day they took off, you got better. So that that's the mindset I go into each and every day. Just do not ever take a day off. Do something productive to work on your game. When you look forward, what goals do you have set out for yourself? You've committed. You're going to be a big-time college player at a big school. But what are your goals? Uh, First off, my goal is to um, ultimately get my degree. That would be my first goal. But if I were blessed enough to go into the NBA, I mean that that would be a blessing, and I and I would definitely, I would definitely go and always go back and get my degree. But first thing first is getting my degree. That's one of my. That's the main goal of the whole situation. What role have your parents or your family played in the recruiting process, and how have they been involved? Oh, uh, they've guided me. They showed me uh, just how to read people and and. And listen to certain things and research certain certain things that uh throughout the process just to clear up any questions or stuff like that or or types of questions I need to ask. So they just really been good guy, really had good guidance the whole way through the process. I know your dad owns Hype South Media and does a lot of good work for basketball players like you in the Central Georgia area. What has that been like for you seeing your dad start that and then? Eventually becoming one of the players covered. It's been cool. I remember the days when you was first starting it, and, and the players before I was in middle school, and the players before me were getting were starting to get buzz around that name. So it's it's cool coming up through there, watching that, and then now becoming a part of it. What is something that people don't know about you that you think they should? Probably what I do in my downtime. I just like to write, <laughs> write stuff. I think that that would be something that people wouldn't would never would never know about me. Okay. I think, I 
What do you write? Uh, anything that comes to mind. I write. I I got like a whole comic book series. I be writing. I got a lot of drawing, all type of stuff. Wow, awesome. Okay, my final question before we get into the rapid fire segment: How do you want to be remembered by the West Side community when your career is all said and done and it's over with? I just want to be remembered as a, a guy that uh that inspired others. I mean, uh. A pro, uh, an approachable guy, not always gonna be humble. Always gonna be a guy you come up and ask anything. You need help with anything, or if he needs help with anything, he's not gonna have to be too prideful because of his status to ask you anything. So I just want to be remembered like that. All right. So now into the rapid fire segment. What are your favorite shoes to hoop in? Uh, Kyrie's. Okay. What's in your playlist right now? Who are you listening to? Uh, probably Little Baby. <laughs> okay, good pick. If you could make a starting five with you and any four other players currently alive in the world, who would it be? High school? Uh, it could be high school, college, pros, anyone you want. Myself and some pros? Oh. Yeah, yourself and four guys. You're playing a pickup game against somebody. What four guys would you pick? I'm picking all pros. I'm picking KD, LeBron, Stephen Curry, and who else? KD, LeBron, Stephen Curry, and probably Kawhi for the defense, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that team won't lose. <laughs> and I think it's just... Do what they do. I just stand in the corner the whole game. Just whenever they need a three. Definitely. Now, my final question for you. Who is another high school player that you really respect and really like a lot? Like their game or have played against them and have a lot of respect for? You said played against or just in general? Um, Could be either, whether you've played against them or not. That's a tough one. It's a lot of them. It's a lot of them. I would say probably Matt, Matthew Cleveland. I have a lot of respect for that guy because it's just the way he competes. I mean, when you have two guys competing, like, we're not two guys. Just well, yeah, we have two guys competing on the floor, and they're, they're, they're making their teammates compete, and if not everyone playing with that same intensity, I mean, that's, that's all you ask for in basketball. That's what makes the game the game. So, yeah, that's probably one I have a lot of respect for. Played them, um, like, once this Played them once the past summer. They beat us by one. And then if we would have won, if we would have won in the Sweet 16 this year, it would have been the first time ever in history we would have had a Elite Eight game at Westside, and we would have played them there. We played for pace. Wow. Yeah, Matthew Cleveland, for those who may not know the name, five-star prospect at Pace Academy. Big time shooting guard, so that had to be a fun matchup with you two going against each other. Yeah, because a lot of uh, a lot of people compare, like try to compare, contrast us a lot. But I like I like playing against those types, the top tier players. You go, that's who you want to play against because it shows you where you're at, what you need to work on, tell them what they need to work on. So I like. Both of you two guys are top of the class in 2021. Kuwait, that's all the questions I had for you. Congratulations on your commitment, and thank you for your time. 
Okay, appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you again to Kowasi for joining me on the podcast. Next up on the Luke Winstall Show, I'm joined by former NFL AAF and XFL linebacker Quentin Goss. After a career playing at Rutgers in college, Quentin went undrafted but carved out a role in the NFL before joining the AAF and the XFL, a couple of spring football leagues that he had some fun stories to tell about. That concludes this episode of the Luke Winstall Show. I'm Luke Winstall. Thank you all for tuning in.